0: Swain Event and swainevent.com, fueled by dead end barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. 865 25503 is our telephone number. Hope you are having a wonderful morning to start Hump Day. That's right, it's Hump Day. Uh, live here from the Low T Center Studio, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Download the free Swain Event app for Android, Apple devices. It is free. It is free. You can interact with the show. You can go back and listen to any part of the show that you missed right there uh, by clicking podcast. Uh, you can view the show on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook Live, and on YouTube. Ben, good morning.
1: Good morning. I feel like I need to be responsible and help the good people this morning and, and be a, a, a traffic coordinator for the good folks. Be careful if you need to get on Alcoa Highway from... Forty. This morning, it is a parking lot. It is a parking lot merging onto Alcoa Highway from both Forty West and Forty East. I, I don't know what the deal is. I assume it's a it's a wreck. But uh, Forty East, it was backed up all the way past the the Henley Street merger that I I get off Henley Street and merge onto Forty. It was it was backed up all the way to there and and kept going. So uh, be careful this morning in terms of making it to work on time because uh, something happened on Alcoa to where it has a parking lot. (laughs) It has created a parking lot uh, both ways getting on to Alcoa.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's raining. The roads are wet. That means you can't drive the same speed that you would drive on a normal dry day. I mean, I used to. I used to live in South Knoxville, so I, I remember those drives, especially down um, Chapman Highway, which I stayed away from as, as much as I could. But um, I saw the news this morning. There's several, several wrecks already in in Knox County and um, outside of Knox County. And please, just be careful. Please, 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 just be careful. Slow down. It's not. It's not worth it. You're going to be late. Just chalk it up as an L. Be but, better tomorrow. But but the L can stand for life tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, an L can stand for life tomorrow. So, um, it's not it's not worth it for sure. Um, big thanks to everyone that joined Tennessee Prime last night as we had Matthew Butler, a starting defensive lineman. E. Butler. The Butler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Butler. Jeffrey. Matthew Butler-Jeffrey uh, on the program yesterday, along with Cade Mays. And, and um, I, I sense some confidence from Matthew Butler. Just on air, off air, I sense some confidence from him. I mean, he this is his third time being down at the Swamp. Uh, so I don't think the crowd's going to uh, impact him. I don't think it's going to intimidate him. He's He's been around the block. And it's going to take a Herculean effort from the defensive line for Tennessee to to win this football game. So, um, you know, got two veteran guys that played a lot of football. But Cade Mays has never been to the Swamp because while he was at Georgia, they played a neutral site game. And last year, we played Florida at home. So this is Cade Mays' first time being at the Swamp, even though he is – been in college what for four years this is his fourth year mm-hmm. my goodness so he's never been able to go to the swamp uh tennessee released the uh 2022 schedules and i don't know why y'all fall for it every single year <laughs> why y'all overreact every single year i don't understand it we play in the sec we're gonna play hard opponents it's just the way it is and actually It's not that difficult given the SEC. Exactly. It ain't that bad because you You didn't draw Arkansas. You didn't draw Ole Miss, who's going to be even better next year under Sam Pittman and Lane Kiffin, and you you drew LSU that probably is going to have a first-year head coach next year. Or Coach O is going to be at his
1: true breaking
0: point. So, you know, LSU won the championship a couple years ago. They ain't winning it this year. They ain't winning it next year. They're not the same LSU. They'll have good players. They won't have Derek Stingley, though, uh, but they'll have good players. But they may have a first-year coach. And they, just like us, have not solidified the quarterback position. So that's why they're struggling. And that's why many people are picking Mississippi State to beat them this week.
1: Well, I, I I don't know about all that. Mississippi State hasn't
0: looked all that great either. And LSU hasn't looked great either. So I like Max Johnson. You may not be picking Mississippi State to be LSU, but I've seen people pick Mississippi State, Mississippi State to be LSU.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: I like Max Johnson. Their their quarterback aside from
1: his attempt to surpass Mr. Ainge for worst pass attempt of all time. The the behind the back shenanigans that he that he tried to perform against UCLA week one. Uh, I like Max Johnson, but yes. Given the fact that Tennessee plays in the SEC, you could not draw up a a better path to navigate through the SEC for a schedule. Next year's schedule is is as
0: good as you could draw up schedule-wise being an SEC team. Yeah, Just looking at the schedule, man, you dropped Army and picked up Akron, and that is a marvelous, fabulous, great idea. You don't have time to be playing a service academy, third game of the season. You know, you got to prepare for a triple option uh, versus a team that you're only going to play once every blue moon. It makes no difference. Learn a lesson from 2006 Air Force. Do not do it. Do not do it. And it is worth paying a half million dollars to get out of that deal. Uh, and pick up Akron, it is worth every single penny. So good decision by administration getting out of that game.
1: Yes, I I completely agree. Uh, for, for someone who does appreciate Army football, I, I was kind of bummed out that I won't get to see Army and Tennessee play. I, I was looking forward to that game personally. But obviously from a Tennessee standpoint, great news that, Tennessee worked itself out of that football game. It's something that Jeremy Pruitt wanted Tennessee to get out of. This was a Dave Hart deal. Dave Hart agreed to this to this game back in the day, and Jeremy Pruitt spent three years asking to get out of this game, and it, it finally comes to fruition in year one of of Josh Heupel. Brent Hubbs over at VolQuest had the details on on the schedule change and getting rid of of Army. Uh, the Vols were scheduled to host Army on September 17th, and a contract agreed upon by then-athletic director Dave Hart, former athletic director Philip Fulmer, and then-head coach Jeremy Pruitt began working to get out of that game. The moment they were hired, negotiations Smart. on that deal have continued with Danny White and Josh Heupel. So, Army was set to receive $1.4 million to travel to Neyland. They are now going to get $500,000 not to play that game instead of the $1.4 million, And Tennessee will turn around and pay Akron $1 million Creating a net loss of one hundred thousand to not play the service academy and Swain, I'm sure I'm sure there's somebody out there who will scoff at the wasting one hundred thousand dollars on on this predicament,
0: but it's worth every single penny. It's worth every single penny, man. Um, you know you're fixing the mistakes of uh, previous administration, and um, it's just part of it. You know, one hundred thousand dollars is a whole lot better than, than millions, and um there's there's just things that are that are being cleaned up uh around here and so uh, that's one of them and um I don't think this administration is done and I think people will continue to see that um in the in the future and in the near future so one would say sooner rather than later yeah so um you don't want anything to do with the service academies. So I'm just, I'm just no. telling you right now. It's,
1: and it's not even the service academy; it's the triple option. It's the triple option. You, you don't want anything to do with the triple option. Just you, you spend a week preparing for it,
0: and you don't see it the the rest of the schedule. Think think about 2017 Ben. like. I remember the Butch Jones staff was getting help from Dan Brooks, former Tennessee defensive line coach, legend, who spent some time at Clemson, won a championship at Clemson, but Clemson went up against Georgia Tech. So Dan Brooks had you know, some insight that he could provide to Tennessee. So Dan at the time was is and was retired and was helping Tennessee out. We played them first game of the season. But we had all offseason, all fall camp to prepare for the triple option, and they still gashed us, and still almost lost that game. It took a heroic effort from who was that? Who was that? Was that was that Dare Taylor? Daniel Batuli. Daniel Batuli, who had like three hundred and sixty-nine tackles. Who, who made the tackle on the uh, on the perimeter right there? I think it was like fourth down. Was, I think that was I think that was Taylor? Was it not?
1: Uh, I can't remember. Anyways, but a long time ago. My point I was still is, in college
0: you, and had hair, wasn't married. My point is. You had months to prepare for Georgia Tech, and it still wasn't good enough. But even even so,
1: like you spent so much time during fall camp that year preparing for a triple option that you did not see the rest of the season. And just imagine how many other things Tennessee could have worked on that fall camp. Not that it would have mattered because that year was abysmal, but point remains, you could have worked on so many other things, yourself, some things to prepare yourself for Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Who knows what else you could have worked on instead of preparing for a triple option that you're you're not going to see but
0: once we're in gonna, opening weekend. you are not going to prepare for Alabama and Georgia's first in fall camp.
1: Well not them specific, but maybe some plays or something that that you can
0: utilize. I mean, you you're going to work on your like offense will work on themselves and they'll work on whatever defense Army throws out. It's the defense that will be working on Army. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's the defense that will be working on Army for a couple of weeks. Um, and you're right in saying that you're only going to, you know, face it for one week. But like, like these guys, <laughs> 2017 had weeks to prepare for that triple option and still almost lost. Now it got the win, and that's 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 awesome. That's great. But you are. Wanting to avoid Georgia State, you are wanting to avoid Appalachian State, uh, Michigan there in two thousand and seven, I think. You want to avoid that, and it's worth a hundred thousand. Um, you just you just don't want those problems. So, and I I know I joke about Army
1: football being great and whatnot. Like like they beat up on teams like Connecticut
0: yeah,
1: and yeah. Western Kentucky, but still not a team that you want to. Want to mess with? I mean, just two years ago, nineteen before the COVID season, they went up to Michigan in the Big House, and I believe went to overtime and missed the the game winning kick. If I remember correctly, they they had Michigan on upset alert, and have done done so with with many teams. I, I know Houston is no great Power Five team, but they put up sixty seventy on them in a bowl game a couple years ago, and. Look, I know Houston's no great Power Five team, but neither is Tennessee. So, getting out of this game is is a brilliant move because you you just don't want to deal with those problems. Yeah, <laughs> even if it results in a win, you don't want to deal with those problems. Akron will be will, will not even be a headache. Army's like a migraine.
0: Akron, you don't even feel bad. Yeah, I mean, you already play uh, tough enough. In conference schedule, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know as it is, you're going to play Alabama, you're going to play Georgia, you're going to play Florida every year, um, and you know next year you're going to pick up LSU. And listen, LSU they'll have good athletes, but um, to sit here and 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 assume that LSU is going to be <clears throat> the LSU that they were, you know, under Les Miles when they you know had things roll the door, even Gus you know uh, not Gus Mazzon, but even Ed runs you know championship team, there won't be anywhere close to that. Uh, Ed Audron is on the hot, hot, hot seat. His seat is the hottest of any coach right now in the SEC. Especially now that Clay helton has got fired, for, college football was. Yeah, for multiple reasons. Not just one, but for multiple reasons, Ed Audron o- is in trouble. So, um, you know, we've always made jokes like, man, why can't we play this team when they are welcoming a first-year coach and they have things, you know, all in disarray and in shambles? Well. You gonna be playing at LSU at a time where they may be, uh, they may be in shambles and disarray. Maybe having having a first year um, head coach, so you, know, you embrace it. The SEC schedule it ain't that bad. Cool. It's actually pretty good, and um, you continue to you know develop players, which will be in the second year of this of this hypo, um, you know, program. You go out you hit the transfer portal. You, you anticipate some guys will be leaving after the first year, you replace them. You you recruit to replace. You go out and get better. And um, that's what I feel like will happen in the offseason. So
1: Yeah, there there's some cushion around Tennessee's schedule. The the toughest two weeks is at LSU, October 8th, October 15th, Alabama. So you, so you go play at LSU and then you turn around and and Come play Alabama at home. That that that's the toughest stretch of the schedule. However long you want to make it, two, three, four weeks, whatever. I mean that is, that is the toughest part because you play at Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's not a a world beater. I'm not saying that that's a guaranteed W for Tennessee, but that's a game that you should be able to handle. They won't have all the super seniors anymore. Theoretically, you you should be able to handle. And like Swain said, they won't have Kenny Pickett. They won't have the super seniors. Uh, And and even that game is sandwiched in between Ball State and Akron. Technically, you play Florida and LSU back-to-back, but not really because you have an open date Mm -hmm. in between. So you, you play Florida at home, you have an open date, at LSU, home against Bama, and then before you play Kentucky, Georgia, Missouri, you play UT Martin. And you play at Georgia, but that's sandwiched in between home games with Kentucky and Missouri. and. You finish the, the season with back to back road games, but it's at South Carolina and at Vanderbilt. It's not the last one we know is not a road game. Correct. That that is it's a home game. <laughs> a, a home game for sure. Senior day part two for the Vols. So yes, it, it's it's a tough schedule because of the opponents on the schedule, but with the way that it's spaced out and it's not built on, on top of one another in terms of big games, I, I think Tennessee got a, a
0: really nice break last night with how the schedule fell out, fell through, or whatever. It's always a tough schedule when you play inside of the SEC. But this is probably the easiest tough schedule that Tennessee has probably played, whew, man, probably probably in the last five, six, seven years. I mean, this is, this is very favorable. I mean, you mentioned perfectly being laid it out with the bye weeks in there. Yes, you play Georgia there, but it's, you know, you got Kentucky. Um, at home, you got Missouri at home. Um and this is this is this is a favorable schedule for sure considering that we are in the SEC and we play Alabama and we play Florida and Georgia each and every year. So uh I like the schedule. Glad that you got Army Alpha there. Uh, no reason to play those guys. Um let's go to the phones. We've got D from the four two three. D from the four two three. Good morning, sir. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? What's up, man? How you doing?
2: Man, I'm doing all right. Man. I'm just now getting off work. And I've been I've been arguing with people all weekend on this SEC Smack Talk page I'm on on Facebook, man. It's crazy. Oh, man.
0: Kentucky fans have fans been on there
2: with two S's on their chest. Thinking man. They're just untouchable until UTC came in and gave them a wake-up call.
0: Man, thoughts and prayers are you, man. Whew. I, can, <laughs> I can imagine being a Tennessee fan right now trying to argue with and, and you know, brag about, you know, football right now with other SEC schools. Whew.
2: Hey, man, I, I was going back and forth with a Georgia fan. He was like, he was like, man, what team you rooting for? I said, man, I'm a Vols fan. I said, I'm, a, I'm an effing Vols fan. I got a couple likes. And he was like, man, I wouldn't even be talking. I said, <laughs> I was like, man, y'all done had all this talent for like past 12 years and you all I got to show for it. We got
0: an SEC championship, like one in twelve years. They get that
2: really like all y'all got to brag about is one SEC championship with all this talent y'all had. I was like, y'all ain't no better than us.
0: Yeah, that 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 stings right there. You know, it's it stings to be where we are, and people tell us that we irrelevant and you know shut up. <laughs> you know, your five hundred against Vanderbilt in the last ten years that hurt. That stings, right? But when you yep, yep. when you tell Georgia fan that they've had the same talent as Alabama. And all, the only thing I have to show for it is a little SC championship, and I haven't done anything with that talent. That's things. That's things too, because they, it's both true.
3: Yep.
0: Both statements are true.
2: Yeah, man. And I, and from that, I had to defend y'all on the message board, man. They were talking crazy about y'all, I man. I Had to defend y'all name on that, man. I could not let y'all go out like that on the on the mess on the GQ, man. I could not let y'all go out like that.
0: Uh what's new, man? What's new? <laughs> What's like new? I said,
2: man, they, they just combined Milton and Hooker together. They don't even really talk about Hooker. They just skip right over his head and be like, well, Milton, Milton's not good. Put Harrison Bailey in. He's a better guy. He tore it up during the spring game. I'm like, that don't even – I'm not going to get into details on it, but, man, that was
0: – they need to stop. They, put they, that they,
2: in the box and, and put it in the attic to stop.
0: Simpletons, man, simpletons. I'm trying to be nice because, you know, being over here works for VolQuest, but just just real simple. It's real simple. That's yeah, it's all, it's all I'll
2: terrible, say. Man. And the offensive line, they're going to have their hands full, man. Like I said, um, this game right here is going to show what everybody's made of. I think I think the defense I think defense can hold up pretty good. It's just because the offensive line has been too much too much is coming off the edges. They haven't been protecting real well. A couple of holding calls and, and Spragans, you know, getting beat right off the line. I mean, these guys, they got to get it together this week because if not, quarterbacks gonna have
0: hell so they're gonna be getting hit from each angle and I'm not trying to see anybody go down with an injury and then we'd be stuck. Yeah that's why that's why Hendon is um you know so valuable because when you look at the fourteen team and offense line struggled early in the season. We were taking sacks left and right. I remember the old miss game on the road. Oh my God. I think we gave up seven sacks that day. I mean he was a sack party. It was a, a land shark party there at Ole Miss. Um, but inserting Josh Dobbs in the pitcher with his legs, not just being able to run in straight line, but make guys miss in the pocket. And then the offensive line did get a little bit better as well. You're hoping that is the case for Tennessee. But the improvement has happened from Saturday to this Saturday because you don't need that to be able to, to have a chance to beat Florida. So uh, I think Hendon right now, um, because of your offensive line is, is, t- is Tennessee's best option, I think you're going to have to hit some, hit, hit some deep balls uh, over the top. I think we will. Um, I think we will be able to do that on Saturday. I don't know how many, um, but I think we will hit um, some shots over the top. Guys, I don't want to hear nothing about Harrison Bailey right now. I don't want to hear nothing about it. After Saturday, that should be over. That should be over. Simple as that. 865-255-03 is our telephone number to the Iris Networks hotline. We'll take our – is this our first break of the day, Ben? It is our first break of the day. Let's do it. Swain event. feel by Dead in Barbecue.
4: If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865 25503 Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet, irisnetworksusa.com.
0: If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Steven Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn paper mill or call 865-693-5400.
2: Good morning, Swain Event crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market. And from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols!
0: We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain,
3: Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes
0: your training different than others?
3: I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved.
0: Do what the pros, college
3: athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com.
0: Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy.
4: Top 100 barbecue restaurant, Dead End Barbecue, is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for Pickup, Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The
0: search is over. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. J.C.'s will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm. Let
3: us help.
0: Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam, where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self inject at home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to lowtcenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. <coughs>
1: Time for around the SEC before we get to Dave Tona on the Iris Network's hotline. Got to talk about some SEC football first. Uh, Shane Beamer, South Carolina's head coach, announced that quarterback Luke Dowdy will start for the Kentucky game, which is a significant development for the Gamecocks. Zeb Noland, the Former coach, grad assistant, turned quarterback, had started the season, and I think he did well given the circumstances thrown into a situation the way he can't really win. But uh, Luke Dowdy, their their young, promising prospect, is uh, going to start a quarterback when they play Kentucky this weekend. LSU is dealing with another season-ending knee injury. This one to Andre Anthony, a 60-year senior defensive lineman who had arguably been LSU's best defensive lineman for LSU this season. He is out the rest of the year after tearing his ACL. Uh, LSU also made news on Friday. Haven't had a chance to bring it up yet, but on Friday, according to Ryan Butler, LSU and Caesars announced a multi-year partnership that makes Caesars Sportsbook the exclusive gaming and sportsbook partner of the school's athletic department. It is the first such SEC deal and second for a Power 5 conference program after Colorado and PointsBet came to an agreement. So LSU teaming up with, with Caesars, getting into the sports gambling Arena. That was interesting news that dropped on Friday. The most important news is sad news. Uh, former Tennessee offensive coordinator Mike DeBoard needs your thoughts and prayers as the former Tennessee offensive coordinator has suffered a severe stroke and is in ICU. So, John Bryce put that news out yesterday. Afternoon, about one thirty, and you saw many coaches, many players voice their appreciation for Mike DeBoard and, and concern and uh, send their thoughts and prayers. So uh, Mike DeBoard, former Tennessee, Indiana, Michigan coach, uh, has suffered a severe stroke and is in the ICU. So please send your thoughts and prayers
0: to the DeBoard family. Just heard nothing but good things about Coach DeBoard when he was when he was here at Tim um. It's real sad and you know, just hurting for Michigan family because I know that's where that's where he um, had his permanent home there uh, before he took over at Tennessee and took over at Indiana. He was living in Michigan and um. I just I just I just hate that. So I hope he's able to you know, pull through and bounce back uh, as quick as possible. So. Uh, Thanks for sharing that, uh, Ben. Let's get to the phones. Let's get to Dave Tona. Dave Tona, good morning. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Dave Tona?
5: Hey, uh, I got a
0: question. Who is that guy uh,
5: that calls in and likes to talk about a bunch of smack and he lives in the armpit of America. Well, I don't know if he lives there or not. But he he, he likes the NFL's worst team that's going to go 0-17. Is it Triple Loser? Is that his name?
0: Yeah, trip, Triple 0-2 right now. It changes by the week. This week it'll be Triple 0-3. Um, it's going to be
5: Triple but, Loser and 0-17. Yeah, but,
0: but he lives in Knoxville. He lives in Knoxville, Daytona, so watch it. Where? He lives right here in Knoxville. Oh. Okay, well, he doesn't He doesn't live in the armpit of America. He you just, live in the armpit of America, actually. So
5: listen. listen <laughs> no, he lives in the butt crack. Do <laughs> what? I didn't hear you.
1: Florida's the butt crack of America.
5: Well, we're... Whatever, but you know, <laughs> you can't even dude, don't him. bring up my name because he ain't got no game, and his calls ain't nothing but a bunch of
0: shame. <laughs> Eminem, Eminem style, get him, B Rabbit, get him, retired you know, Dave, get him. Yesterday, hey. he come up with that, rip him, baby, rip him.
5: <laughs> hey, listen, this dude calls and talks about Daytona, Daytona. I'm gonna give you three points. He ain't never even finished him. He never even got the three.
0: <laughs> he uh, he stuck it two. He's a he's a Lions fan, man. Oh two, remember,
5: man. You know, hey, some things could be you know fun and whatever. I w- nobody cares about your vacation. Well, dude, look, nobody cares about your sorry ass football team.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: it ain't never gonna get any damn better. <sighs> They've had some of the best football players. In the history of football, Barry Sanders mm-hmm. played for the worst team ever.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. That's facts.
5: Kelvin Johnson. That's okay. I don't know. This dude needs to find some positivity, and he needs to uh, – he don't like to hear about my vacations, and he could just tune his ass out.
0: <laughs> okay, Daytona. They're choosing violence this morning. I like it. <laughs> I like it, Daytona.
5: But. You know, whatever, I, I, whatever, whatever, whatever. He should have got the airplane yesterday.
0: You, you're right. He should have. He should have got the airplane all
5: over the dang place, and none of them made any sense.
0: You're right. You're right.
5: Look, I'm gonna give a little math lesson before I hang up, and I know he's gonna call in, but I don't even care. Look. If you say you're going to do something to three, it's like this. One, two, three. (laughs) Just in case he didn't know when three came in.
0: All right, Daytona. (laughs) Triple O, he don't call in until third hour, so we got some time.
5: You think Triple O's listening?
0: (laughs) That's true. I don't know, man. (laughs) I I know. He's had a rough week, man, since the Lions Lions Monday Night Football game. And then then they're going to be. 0-3 0
1: three after losing to the sorry Bengals, and then
0: they're gonna be 0 four after losing to uh, your Bears. Boy, I hope, I hope, I hope we beat them. I don't know, man. I don't know if we're gonna beat them. I don't know. But they definitely gonna be 0 three after this week. The Ravens, not the Bengals. Yeah, they played the, the Ravens this bad. week. Steelers played the Bengals. We gonna be one and two this week. We played the Browns. But Jarvis Landry is out, so. and then Odell Beckham Jr. is out, too, so that might, that might help us. But they have Miles Garrett, the dinosaur lover, and the quarterback head smasher. Uh, and Devion Clowney, which means Justin DeDevion Fields.
1: DeVion Clowney ain't busted
0: a grape in five years. He's, he's still a good pass rusher and a threat when healthy in the beginning of the season, so he's healthy. This is, this is why it might be time for Justin Fields to play on this one. Um, well, I don't think he has a choice,
1: right? Doesn't Andy Dalton have a nope. bad knee injury? I know that they said he avoided tearing an ACL, but. He might play, man. That is he might play. So. very unfortunate. But <laughs> even if Triple O is not listening this early, we know C-Mac, who is a snitch, will will inform <laughs> Triple O of this to. morning's
0: shenanigans. He needs to, because Dave Turner got Triple O today, man. He got he got you today, Triple O. So.
1: Dave Tuna was stealing on that all day yesterday.
0: Retirement must be nice. Uh, he wrote that down. He wrote those, discs, those He wrote that diss track down. That was not a freestyle. Evil <laughs> said somebody needs a
1: hug. Daytona does need a hug.
0: St- Stoke says uh, Dave Tuna trying to rap sounds like a Dollar Tree b rat. <laughs> rip him, baby, rip him. That was B Rabbit right there, Stokes. Daytona was hitting triple O with those bars. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Seven Mile is a classic. Excuse me. Seven Mile is a classic. What's Seven Mile? Or isn't
1: uh, that the name of the movie?
0: Mm-hmm. Or am, am I am mm-hmm. I having a brain fart? Uh, your 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 brain is. Um, Suffering from the worst case of diarrhea right now. It's not just a fart. It's a, it's, it's eight mile. Eight mile. That's right. <laughs>
1: Whoops. The sad part is I actually watched it recently too. Oh that's man. The sad part. Watch it with my dad. Eight mile is a classic. Oh, I man. love it. I had a brain fart. Y'all can make fun of me now. Oh
0: man. Uh, Daytona wearing off on me. The taste box is going crazy. Let's see, Travel says seven mile. <laughs> oh my goodness! I have on that one. Pizza Mom says, "Am I going to have to sub-tweet you again, Mister Swain?" I didn't even know I was being subtweeted. To be honest, um, I I barely pay attention to Twitter. Um, to be honest. <laughs> Coach Vall says, Dave Toner called in with some bass in his voice. I can see uh, uh, Dave Toner versus Andy Rap Battle. That's no. the last thing we need. That is the last thing we want or need. Jamel um, says, over, under on two LSU players that will be at Tennessee next year. <sighs> under. Yeah, that's a hard. That's that's. It's hard to say from right now without anything to go off of. Yeah, I go under. See, so GBO
1: Vol's ninety four is right. Seven Mile is Dave Tona and Andy's rap battle, and that was the first thing that was on my mind. That's why I got it mixed up. See, so Fall him Birmingham agrees.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Here's a good question from South Pittsburgh Vol: Who is most capable? that linebacker to spy Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson effectively.
0: Hmm. So we're choosing between are we choosing between the starters or just any linebacker in general? Any
1: linebacker in general. AKA the starters. I mean there's only four that play. Hmm. I would say Jawan Mitchell just because he's played linebacker the longest.
0: Yeah, I was leading Jawan. You know, I was doing the process of elimination. I don't think it's gonna be Solomon Page or Or German Banks. I don't think I don't think Banks. I don't think I don't trust Banks. His, I don't think the quickness and the speed is on the level of Emory Jones or Richardson. What about Aaron Beasley? His speed and athleticism so, is on that level. Beasley and, um, goodness gracious. I, I, I'm going to let you drown just like you just let me drown. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Uh Paige? No. No, not Paige. Page ain't, Paige is out by process of elimination. He's number one. He's the number one guy that, that's out. Um.
1: But you've got yeah. Solemn Page, Aaron Beasley, Jeremy Banks, Jawan Mitchell.
0: Yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell and Beasley are the, my, two, my two candidates. Yes. From an athletic standpoint.
1: I, I agree. Let me ask you this about the linebackers because I had this thought this morning on my way over here. As I was stuck in traffic. I trust Tennessee's defensive line more against the run than I do Tennessee's linebackers. I just I just don't really feel good about Tennessee's linebackers. Am I wrong for that? I mean tackling in space? Making plays. Going up against, statistically, the second best running offense, rushing attack in the country.
0: It's hard for me to separate those two when you're trying to stop a running attack because it's really all 11 guys. Right. Um but we know the, the front seven does the heavy lifting.
1: Like you need your DBs to come down and, and help out as well. It is all eleven, you're right. But the
0: front seven does the, the majority of the lifting. Yeah, I mean you need like you, you like you need your you need your safeties in there to prevent, you know, long plays. So if your safety's missing tackles, we're talking about forty and fifty yard touchdown runs. Um so and then your corners are important because you know you don't want running backs hitting the edge or hitting the sideline. That you know, it starts up front. Don't get me wrong. It starts up front uh, with the front four, then the front seven. Um, it's important that the linebackers are making sure that the defensive linemen <clears throat> are in the right, right gap, and mm-hmm. responsible for the right gap. You see times during the football game where a linebacker goes up and, and slaps the, the the butt of a defensive lineman to get him to move. They ain't slapping him just because it's just something fun to do. <laughs> he ain't just he just slapping. Like, hey. It's a butt, let me go slap it. No, it ain't doing that. It's a reason why, you know, those linebackers are getting the attention of the defensive linemen to get them to move because those linebackers are the quarterback of the defense. And so, you know, they're responsible for making sure guys are in the right gaps. Um, and then the defensive linemen are responsible for holding holding up those offensive linemen so they get to, so they can't get to the second level and, and get onto the linebackers. And the linebackers it's that's it's their responsibility to not overrun plays or take bad angles and make tackles when they're when they're present. For me, it's just really hard to kind of separate responsibilities in the running game, especially this week, because I think it's going to be an all hands-on-deck type of effort from really the whole entire defense, man. When you're going up against a team that's top five rushing in the country, um, it's it's gonna take everybody. I remember when we played Auburn in 2004, and we were going up against Ronnie Brown and Khaled Williams. <laughs> and and they still ran the football here. They ran the football well, but like it was, it was all hands on deck. I think it's going to be the case uh, this Saturday. Now, am I confident in our playmaking ability at linebacker? Not from the first three games, Ben. I'm, I mean, I'm with you. Not from the first three games. i you know, I haven't I haven't seen anything just to, to to make me feel like, oh yeah, we got playmakers at that position, and we're gonna make plays like it may happen this week, I hope it does, but I can only go by what i've seen, and I've seen us play um solid but not you know over the top impressive to right now, and that's like that's okay like the defense still has 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 played well uh you know, exceeding expectations. This will be a great day, great game, great opportunity for a Jawan Mitchell or a Aaron Beasley, a Solomon Page, or uh Jordan Banks to to have their best game of the season. But I, I can only go by what I've seen so far.
1: Yep. And tackling is going to be of the utmost importance. It it always is, but it's it's even more heightened this week with those backs that, that Florida has. They they have guys that that can truly make you miss. And uh, if, if you're not ready to tackle and swarm to the football by all 11 guys, as you were talking about, then it, it, it could be a long day. So hopefully uh, Jeremy Banks and Juwan Mitchell can come out of their shell this weekend.
0: Orange swarm. Willie Martinez was here the last time they, they created that. Mm-hmm. Orange swarm. And that's what it needs to be. Orange swarm. Speaking of orange... Are we gonna see, see much orange in the? Are we gonna see much orange in the uniform on Saturday, or do we see the stormtroopers? Do we see the orange pants? Do we see all white? Alante Taylor likes the all white. Um, Matthew Butler, I want to say, likes the orange pants. K. Mays doesn't care. Doesn't care. But when we play at home, wants to see the all black, matte black helmet with the matte black helmet. That's what he is wanting to see. So, maybe we see it since K Base put it out there. That would be pretty cool. That's Halloween.
1: Also, it sounded like uh, K thinks that Tennessee decided on orange britches this weekend. Dim orange britches. Trey Smith would be proud. He said he couldn't remember, but I'm glad. He that it was white jerseys, orange britches, which I love the stormtroopers,
0: but. Nothing
1: beats those those orange pants.
0: Yeah, I like I liked stormtroopers with the black outline. That was that was that was my favorite stormtroopers black outline. Couldn't you couldn't beat that? And that made the black cleats look okay. Like if you are if you gonna rock the stormtrooper with the, the black outline, it's cool to go with the black cleats. No, if you do stormtrooper, it needs to be white on white on white on white. But if you have a black outline numbers, it's okay to go black cleats because you have black in your uniform. That's also matching. But if you have, like, the 2000, I want to say it was 13 or 14, Stormtrooper didn't have any black outline. So it was orange numbers on the white uniform. Then you definitely got to go white cleats. I don't understand
1: the obsession with the black. Maybe it's because I'm younger and... It's really people that are a little older than I that clamor for the black in the practice jerseys on the game jerseys in in the cleats because there was black involved back when Tennessee was successful in the jersey. Maybe that's why I don't understand it. But last I checked, black wasn't in Tennessee school colors. Why? Why the the fascination with with black, like I never understood wanting black cleats with
0: an orange uniform. The cleats should be orange and white. It looks better. Listen, I agree with you, but we talk. I'm talking about the away uniforms that have black in the in the in the jersey. But even that, like, why 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 do people want black in the away uniforms? I mean, they, the black outline makes the numbers pop mm. even more. Mm. So the orange on the orange on the white, you got two you know light colors on t- you know on top of each other. Um, the black outline just made the orange numbers pop a little bit more. So, with the black outline, you throw in the black cleats, and they like they make sense. Especially if you have like black socks or something like that. But if you don't have the black outline, you gotta go white cleats. If you don't have any black in uniform, you gotta go white cleats. Simple as that. Um, I that. Okay, honestly, I don't care what they wear this week, and I'm glad that K Mays don't care. That's one thing that stood out last night is like Kay was like I don't I don't know whatever I don't care what we wear yes because his his focus is on blocking them mutant gators down there that's that's what his focus is on and that's what it needs to be on so uh, I like it I like it All right, let's get to the phones and uh, let's get to Andy Andy good morning good morning gentlemen how we doing what's up what's up what's up well uh.
4: First thing I want to do real quick is uh, shout-out Triple O because he's getting a lot of crap this morning for being a Lions fan. I'm a Titans fan, but I just wanted to shout-out Triple O because, yeah, kind of unrelated, but I had COVID a few weeks back, and Triple O, uh, he don't know me from Adam, and he legit was like, bro, if you're in Knoxville and you need anything, I can drop supplies by whatever you need. So uh, he's a really good dude. That's, and he doesn't know me at all, so. That's, that's Triple a, O. He's a great guy. That's yeah. Triple
0: O, yeah. That's Triple O right there.
4: That's the Swain family, you know what I mean? That's right. I mean, that's
0: just how everybody is. That's right, um,
4: that's right. But anyway, um, I had a quick question. I know everybody's going to focus on the odds this weekend, and, and, you know, a lot of people will sit there and say up front, we're going to get killed. And, I mean, you know, we, we're probably going to lose. I don't know. There's chances we can win. But, Swain, I want to ask you – um if you were the head coach this weekend, uh which quarterback do you think you're going with, and what is your plan of attack specifically offensively uh, what would you do? What do you think you would do to exploit Florida
0: Oh, I would go into hooker to start I would go into hooker to start and um i would I would definitely use his legs i would I would do some rollout to help him um not have to worry about trying to read the entire field. Um, I would make it, <clears throat> especially like some, some 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 smash routes where he's on the run. So uh, either you throw it to one, or you throw it to two, or you run. And I help get his rhythm in a good place, uh, and then I give him full field reads. Not because he can't do that uh, initially, but I just want to help him get in the rhythm throwing the football. I know he's going to run the football. Um, but I would—that's what I would do. I would use Hendon to start, and you know, see how hot that he can—he can get. Um, if he struggles, then then I would come in with Milton, and Milton is—is is healthy. And you know, I would—I would use his arm. We got to have deep shots, deep deep shots over the top. Not saying that you can't throw those with Hendon, um, but I would use both of those quarterbacks if Hooker. Is is struggling early. If he's not struggling early, I keep rolling with Hendon. But I think Hendon um, right now gives Tennessee the best chance to win. Uh, I look at the 2015 Tennessee team that went down there and um, should have won that football game, but it was a heavy dose of of Josh Dobbs using his legs uh, and making plays in, in space. And I think the Tennessee's gonna have plenty of opportunities because Florida's gonna play man to man. And they'll dare Tennessee receivers to to beat them, uh, get off press coverage. They'll feel like they can't do it. And that'll give Hendon just that much more uh, space to maneuver using his legs. So that's what I would do. Um, I'll be ready for some some trickery early uh, to take advantage of Florida's aggressiveness because we're going to see it. Uh, It's a night game. It's at home. They'll be jacked up. They'll be juiced up. And uh, I think it would be a good good time to, to use their aggressiveness against them, whether it's a screen or it's some type of trick play special. So uh, that's what I would do, just watching Florida play and watching us play in the first three games. That would be my strategy. Appreciate the phone call. Ben, was that okay? I saw you over there leaning back in your chair, had your feet propped all up. I just like when you get put on the spot. Oh. All right. Nope, ain't nothing different. I, I've said um, all week long. Oh, I know. It's
1: just it's gonna piss somebody off. So I just love it when you get put on the spot.
0: Look at my face. Look at my oh, face. I, I already know your face without even looking. You think I care? Nope. A six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Be right back.